Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is a podcast for Emily. I hope you like this. I hope it works for you. Um, And it's kind of a follow-up to the Emotionally Raw episode, Um, and I guess it's about, I'm just calling it the pursuit of inner balance, and these are some tools for inner strength building. Um, Because if you uh, have listened to Emotionally Raw, you are probably in a very, very tumultuous patch in your life. Um, So in a more pervasive sense, you're in a stage of reintegrating your knowledge of your life, of yourself, and also just healing from trauma. But you are also growing into a fortified, new and improved version of yourself. So if you're reeling from a recent discovery or the life you planned fell apart, this is for you. And it's a framework that I would like to present to you in the hopes that it gives you a point of focus um, as you move through this time. Because yes, this time is painful, but it's also a time of growth. And you are growing right now, whether you know it or not. So this is my way of saying, hey, look over here, grow in this direction. Um, but before we get started, I just wanted to thank people who have given me reviews on iTunes and also have followed me on SoundCloud because it's really awesome just to feel love and support from you. So thank you. And if there's anyone that's out there that's been ab- about to do those things, please do um, because I'm trying really hard to build some momentum and I want to do this mo and be better at it. So let's get started. Um, so I know this is a very sad, painful time, but I want you to consider that this is all part of the path, and it leads you to a better place that you are meant to be in, and you would not be there if you had not gone through this, because it's a breaking down of structures in your life, and because of that, a very big window has just opened, and there's a really wonderful opportunity that's sitting there. What is it? A permanent approach to life. And it comes from a very rare and valuable perspective. So think of it as a new program that you can upload into your brain. And it gifts you relief from all self-inflicted pain that results from a desire to predict or control. And that means you are going to be living with an innate understanding of the difference between what is and is not out of your, or what is and what is outside of your control. And it's also an innate grasp of what it means to be you as your true and best self. And that person will remain on stable ground at all times. So this program you're going to upload, I'm just going to call it Inner Balance. And it's the key to living a totally present and meaningful life. But many of us chase that grounded, squarely in self perspective. And we get trapped in just needing other things outside of us so badly that we can be crushed by the power they have over us. So the program of Inner Balance, it just takes the pressure off of life and allows us to be at peace with everything in all of its ups and downs, just with the knowledge that we can and will take care of ourselves. And because of that, we can just let go of knowing or needing to control the outcome. And it also comes with an understanding of I I guess just the truth of ourselves and it inspires us to maintain kind of a peak level of self and that creates just this state of clarity and it allows you to just live your life fully, be present and also forgive yourself the duty of worrying about it. You can just be. So this state is what many want and few can understand how to attain because 
there's just a lot of built-in muscle memory that's working against us. So that super-powered brain won't stop solving, especially when you're in pain. Um, and you can't stop telling it to try and to stop trying to protect you. I mean, it almost would seem self not self-loving to try and stop yourself from trying to fix the situation you're in. Um, so that's totally normal. But I'm going to try and offer you a framework by which to examine this in so that you can help yourself and also relieve yourself of some of this just nonstop computer solving that your brain's probably doing right now. All right, part one. Just because I know this is a, a very tough time and it sounds like very colorful and flowery, all these awesome things you can do, I wanted to address maybe just the overwhelming feelings you might be having and just a way to kind of see your way around them in the hopes that it'll help you um, soothe them a little bit better. So part one is just what you might be feeling right now post-trauma. If you went through hell, you're like a, a beaten puppy and you're kind of probably waiting for the next shoe to drop. So logically, you might be feeling like life just might destroy you. So it's like, what the hell is going on? I can't take another blow. Like everything feels very like sharp and no, please no, don't, please don't hurt me. Like everything is just scary. Um, and you're also probably feeling two kinds of horror or dread. Like those obsessive solving thoughts kind of bring waves of anxiety and pain. Um, so those two kind of really crippling feelings of horror and dread, I think, are coming from two different kinds of places. The first one is that fear and dread of just intense future pain. Like you're imagining this loss in its entirety and it, as it pertains to your future. And you're also just mourning the past life you had being gone. Uh, the other kind of pain is that you cannot trust anything about your hopes or your projections uh, of yourself. And that's just that feeling that all you built is lost or you failed at planning this life and therefore things are not going to work out for you because look what happened. I trusted that things were perfect and they were going to work out so I can't rely on anything I think at all. So all your faith in yourself and, and your path uh, just probably looks, everything looks bleak. So in both of these cases, both of these fears, you have a very valid reason to feel this way. That's not, no doubt about that. But you must know that 99.9% .9 of all of this pain is coming from your brain's simulations. So they're not accurate or existing in reality. They are imagined calculations that are resulting from this intense trauma and the emotional pain. But in the case of the fear of the future pain, the dread of the change and the loss that goes with it is actually you pre-planning for pain out of anticipation of it. But the actual pain itself that you are envisioning will not exist. You'll probably not feel that way in the future or be like the person you're envisioning. It doesn't mean you're not in pain, but the imagination you have of your future is you really just mourning the past that you are familiar with. That is the majority of it. Fearing you are going to lose familiar experiences. Um, and your brain hates losing familiar experiences. So if you're fighting with accepting where you are, that's natural and that's part of just shock. But know that it is exacerbated. So the pain you're feeling is exacerbated by fear of the unknown. And that 
is manufacturing more pain in your mind, and it's making you live it out as though it will be true. The real pain you will experience in the future will be manageable, and you will be able to live through it a little at a time with much happiness sprinkled throughout. And the truth is, you are in it already. You are already managing the worst of it right now. It's not going to be worse. It's only going to be better. So the pain that you might feel as a result of not trusting yourself anymore or believing that things are going to work out, that is just shock. So that's you trying to make sense of it all. Plus you are resisting what is unknown. So the, In that pain state, you are probably worried about trying to let go of planning because you've been planning so far. You planned your whole life. I've planned out everything I had before. And now I don't know if I trust anything, but like you're trying, you're struggling with that because you still want to keep planning. Like that's your inclination is to keep planning the future because you've been doing it thus far. But all of that is, it was an illusion. Your, you were, uh, your perception that you were controlling everything that happened up until now and that you predicted it all was an illusion. So the same, the only thing that was lost is just the illusion itself that you had control at all. And I know unknown and unforeseen is not very comfortable, especially right now. But in truth, everything in life will always be unpredictable. It's just the illusion is now gone for you. So I know it's overwhelming when you feel so vulnerable just to get comfortable with the unknown. But for now, just try and think about embracing it. and Just stay open to it and just let go of the job of expecting things. Let go of the job of simulating the future. Just trust that all of those simulations are false. You could not possibly know your future from this point. So let go of the job of trying to figure it out. And try and think of that fact as something comforting and beautiful, something limitless. And this is all leading you to a life that is grand and great and beyond what you could possibly comprehend right now beyond what you know of yourself right now from this place. So let go and embrace the unknown and just focus on beginning to grow. So let's move on to part two, which is kind of that growth process or creating a framework based on this window of opportunity you have right now. You might hear my stomach grumbling. I hope you don't. <laughs> sure realize I can hear it. I don't know if you can. Sorry, it's lunchtime. I'm kind of hungry. Uh, part two. <clears throat> the new framework. So in the context of a blow, you're probably craving balance, which is a good thing. So you're craving no highs, no lows. You just want to be safe and okay, and you don't want to have to be in pain, which is natural that you're craving stability inside of yourself. So a lot of us know we want stability. We want to always be okay and never suffer from resistance and just be able to be the hard part is we end up trying to kind of muscle our way there and we can't figure out the right path. You can't fabricate that path. And that's often due to the fact that we're unconsciously making choices that are not aligned with our highest values for our life. We're not demonstrating to ourselves that we are committed to our values or we are just not aware that our decisions are not aligned with those values or we are too afraid to act in alignment with them because we just believe we will never get them or we can't get any better than what we have. Or, And it's also often a result of just your daily focus not being completely 
focused on this one, this, these highest values. Like, they're just not top of mind. So as you heal right now and move forward in your life, very simply, you are going to make your life's perfect balance and harmony, your highest values, the bar of measurement for all decisions moving forward. That is your goal. You must choose above all factors, any individual person, any specific results, the goal of wanting to do what's best for yourself holistically based on your highest values. And you're going to make that goal your golden rule for everything. And you're going to obey it at all costs. And that is going to lead you to your life's happiness. It's going to lead you to everything you ever want and more. And that's just, that's the key to this framework. You're going to look at everything in your life measured against that bar. Not what do they want me to do or what should I do or what if I never meet someone again or I'm never going to be able to change or like, is that even realistic? No, no, no. You're only going to think of it in terms of like, am I obeying my highest values? Is this in alignment with my highest values for myself and my life? The only exception to this would be if you have growing children that rely on you because you really have to put them first. But I, th I would say like that would probably align with this highest value of like being good to yourself. It's probably part of your highest value. Um, so this framework begins with you deciding for yourself that you want this goal, that you have this pure goal for yourself in your life. And then accepting that you're going to make that the motivation for everything you do moving forward. And that's when you can just let go of everything else. You can let go of thinking over the future, of planning it, of all the little stuff. Because the only thing you have to do is just stay conscious, which can be hard, especially when you're in a lot of pain. Just to even stay connected to your body can be a massive task in itself. Aside from that, you're going to... Stay in your life, take good care of yourself, and don't bury your head in the sand. Like, you're not going to ignore your truth. I think a lot of the time when you go through a really traumatic life change and you're dealing with, like, a lot of mourning, it's like, because it's so overwhelming to face the truth, you will want to retreat and pretend you don't know it. You'll want to bury your head and say, I don't know really what I want. When in truth you do, but you just can't bring yourself to accept it. So make your goal pure, meaning I want to be loving to myself. And then you'll just start to see everything go your way. And just let go of how you're going to get there. Let go of what your life will look like when you get there. And just walk that path. That is the most pure and important path you can walk. And the cool part is like everything gets super simple. You don't have to debate so much anymore or worry about stuff so much or what people think. It's like it all falls aside to this thing. So you, you start asking questions like, will this support my balance? Is this what I need to do to take care of myself? Is this in alignment with my values? Is this what's best for me? Is this coming from the right place? Because like once you honor yourself above all else, it's Everything is crystal clear. And if you're thinking this sounds selfish, it's really the opposite because you are putting on kind of more stable shoes. You're putting on combat boots so that you can spot other people on their path in a totally different way. You're taking off the high heels that look pretty. It's like you're really committing to solid footing. And instead of 
continuing to preach, I'm just going to go to the steps to create your framework. And if you don't have a pen, I'm going to post this in blog form. Um, it'll be on Hello Giggles on Sunday. So step one to creating your personal framework for perfect balance is recording the values that you're going to act in alignment with moving forward. Grab a journal. Uh, and based on your new knowledge, you get to kind of decide what it is you want because it's probably opened up your eyes a little bit. Whatever experience you've just gone through has probably like changed what you value around you. It's probably purified those values much more. So you're going to write down in your journal like what it is you want for yourself, what's important to you. And that might include things like if you're having trouble thinking about them, like what did you not get in your life thus far and that you deserve, that you really want for yourself? Because you get to decide all of it moving forward. So you're just going to write a list of your highest values for yourself in your life. What you need, what you want, what is essential in others that you surround yourself with. And these are going to be your kind of personal priorities for this lifetime. So things might include health, chemical balance, honesty and trust, relationships that you can rely on, kindness, good treatment from others, mutual respect, uh, relationships that value your time, your gifts, intimacy, understanding. So whatever they are, these values are going to become your guide for all your decisions. So everything's going to be decided by these. Um, and it doesn't matter how long it is. I mean, you can make it a hundred things long. I think mine's probably 13 pages long. <laughs> Something like that. Um, Okay, so that's the first part, write your framework. Step two is you're going to create a best self routine. And don't roll your eyes, but this is just a, it's going to be a daily routine that supports your highest state of being. And it's just something that's going to allow you to feel sane, stable, empowered, chemically rational, and just you at your best, so energized. Um, and it might take some fine-tuning just to figure out kind of what works for you, meaning like what you enjoy, what works for your schedule, what soothes you, but also it's going to be tuned to these priorities. So like you might find that maybe you're going to be spending less time working because you have to fit in these other things that are more important to you. And don't worry about like kind of the push and pull of those other things moving out of the way. It'll all work out weirdly. Like once you just start putting your attention where it's deserved, some other people will react or some other things in your life will kind of react like, hey, why aren't you being the same? But it'll find its own, you know, resting point that's just right. Um, and this is way more important. This growth and change is way more important than other stuff. So just like a muscle breaks down when you work it out really hard, you have been broken down. And because of that, you can rebuild yourself stronger and better. So this is you rebuilding the muscle that is your true self at your resting state. And you're doing it with this daily practice. So as you create this best self routine, you're going to try and address all of the facets of yourself. And a lot of them are going to be related to soothing pain and creating a chemical balance. But they're also going to address social, educational, spiritual facets of you as your true best self. So for example, chemical would mean you are creating a daily exercise routine and um, a stable, healthy diet. 
social would mean surrounding yourself with people and groups that are affirming to your highest values and also support you. So that could be like two friends that just really get you and a support group and an exercise class or a class that enhances you um, in a new exciting area. So just choose deliberately based on the positive influence that it gives you. Uh, educational might mean you're going to just enhance your objective perspective of your life now. So also furthering yourself in just a new direction, um, like books that empower you, podcast therapy, uh, and maybe, you know, just starting to just steer yourself in a, a path of some sort of higher enlightenment. Spiritual, this could be, mean a lot of things, but I think the best definition is just part of your routine should be dedicated to broadening your understanding of just life outside of all the other stuff. That could mean just spending time getting in touch with yourself, allowing yourself to heal and regenerate, and then it could also mean just listening to things that are outside of you. So looking for new and greater and bigger than yourself. Um, so those facets, think of your daily routine and plug in as much positive influence in every orifice of yourself gross, as possible. And just go for it all at once and be consistent. Respect the routine because it is essential that you don't stop. And I, I don't mean that you can't sleep every night, but like You'll find a balance, but be aggressive. Like, I would say go bigger than you feel comfortable with at first and then kind of balance it back a bit. And just don't get lazy about the items you know deep down are helpful to your improvement and your balance. Like, do it like your life depends on it. Be honest with yourself about your goals and your commitments and just don't cut yourself any slack. It's like that thing where you're like, maybe I'm, but I'm tired. It's like, don't listen to that. Everything is a decision. You decide how to lead a day in your life. And one important rule throughout this, I'm going to say it's two months minimum. You're going to stick to this daily routine. Minimum. Once you have it kind of set in stone, then start the two months. Um, but one important rule is you are going to be completely committed to your needs outside of this, this new happiness daily routine thing. And that means treating yourself as like a temple, like a wise voice that needs to be listened to intently. So it's, it means allowing yourself to relax when you need to rest, supporting yourself when you need to go for a walk by yourself, just being very super sensitive to your own needs and obeying them as like a high priority. Like if you're cold, get yourself a sweater. It's hard when you haven't done that for a long time, but like really be sensitive to what your voice is saying inside. What do you need right now? Are you tired? Do you need to be around somebody? Obey that voice. Um, and if you're worried that when you start to act in these ways, like if you're starting this daily routine and you're worried like, ah, but it's not going to stick. I know myself. I'll fall into the old habits. And we all do that. Not in this case. The awesome thing about this growth is that it is permanent because it's knowledge. It's knowledge that can't be unknown. And I'll explain more about it later, but like the value that this process will bring to your life is so profound that you won't just return to the way you were before because you are finally aware of who you are. And because of that, you don't want it any other way. It's like you're finally confident and sound and solid. And you've, essentially you just start living as the person you really are. 
and everything just kind of makes sense. So your actions and your decisions just get simple and they're automatic. And it's just like, it's such a powerful truth. It's such a relief that you just don't, you fear it going away. You never for a second want it to go away. All right, let's move on because that's the framework. That's it. Those are the two steps for fortifying kind of this growth, this personal growth. And it's going to change your complete state of being. And you have to just do it with fervor for at least two months. But because you're in healing, and it's probably a day-to-day managing process, I'm going to give you some tools for um, when you're struggling with some particular kinds of challenges. Um, And so the first two tools are for when you are struggling to act in alignment with those highest values, because often there are going to be decisions that you have to make that are very, very hard to follow through with because they just require you confront such intense pain. And this is, these are some tools to hopefully help you stay committed to your highest values in the face of that overwhelming fear of that pain. So the first one is called the magic box. Um, and this is for if you're struggling with making hard decisions and you're, there will be those times Um, it'll help you just solidify your own goals so that you can really just go for it. So get a box. I think probably one that's half the size of a shoebox is good, but just one that feels kind of weighty or important. So not like a crappy shipping box. Like this should be a box that is, it means something to you. Um, I recommend a wooden box. So it's going to be a box that's going to hold your statements of your true intentions. Um, as written by you on very small, nice little pieces of paper. So whenever you have those struggles uh, and painful resistance to just acceptance of something that must be done, this is a tool for you to confirm on sacred paper these truths so that you can stay your own course. For example, you might say aloud to yourself, you're going to write, write your true goal down and you're going to say it aloud and then you're going to ceremoniously fold it and put it inside of this box. So, For example, you might say, I just want to do what's best for myself and do what I need to to take care of myself. So you write that down and you say it aloud to yourself and it'll just help you follow that despite how difficult the decision might be. And it could be really hard. Um, and it's kind of like that thing where you, don't, you can't bring yourself to admit something yet. And maybe that's you have to let go of somebody or something you love. And it's like once you say it out loud, you almost like hand a little bit more power to your highest self that knows what's best. And your fear of loss is just fighting with that voice. So um, I know that ambivalence is what kind of drives us crazy. Because you're like, oh, but I don't know if it's really what I want, but I'm going to miss it. I just can't. Like, I think we just think we can't, but we can't. And that's just fear and mourning. But once you let it go and you give the decision over to your higher, highest truth and fate, and you embrace that as what is meant to be and just has to be, then it just, you can finally let go and confront what is often very hard to confront. Um, so it'll help you be strong and make sure you hear your own true goals loud and clear. That's the magic box. Number two on this category is to play a new character. 
So this is a kind of a visual visualization tool for changing your mindset if you're just in a very tough state of wallowing or pain. Like, and it's just like a video game. So picture like a video game and you get to choose your character at the beginning of it. So you can choose to play as somebody else. So if you're in a very stuck position, you're going to choose a different role. And you have the power to assume a different perspective in your life. You can choose that. Because that, can, that in itself can change everything about how you're approaching your day. Quite literally, you tell yourself how to feel. And I know, un, like, very painful, excruciating, overwhelming trauma is, like, almost impossible to manage. But even that, once you just kind of hit a button in your brain and say, I'm going to choose to look at it this way, it's like you can redirect your entire body. It's almost like that thing when somebody you know that's close to you tells you that they're sick and immediately you're like, wait a minute, I'm sick now. Like, it's the same kind of thing, but you're doing it in a positive direction. So... You tell yourself how to be. If you're suffering and you are broken because you have a very good reason to be broken, you can choose to be that person that's suffering as a result of this instance in your life. And you can focus on the fact that you are totally deserving of suffering and tears because just this is so major. Or you can laugh at yourself and how amazing this pain is, but be a tough and strong conqueror. Like relentless and aggressive about healing in a lot of pain like a shit ton of pain pardon my friend but you're using you're like the marathon runner that's like got mud in their face their makeup streaming down their face and you're yelling yep i am filthy exhausted my feet are bleeding and this blows but i'm gonna finish this mother it's new character it's that tool um, okay, and then the next section I have just a couple tools for ambivalence, because I think ambivalence is like one of the most torturous states a brain can put you through. It's like, oh, oh my god, you can't even stop it. It's like a broken record that makes you want to have pencils in your ears. That's gross. Anyway, so the first one's called the emo loaf of bread. And this is like a visualization for if you are in just a nonstop torturous state of ambivalence and you're like ah, I need to figure this out and like what's the answer and I've talked to everybody I know I still don't know if it's the right thing to do that's when you pull out the emo loaf of bread and you basically have to picture yourself as a piece of dough in an oven yes you are in pain but you are still baking and you're growing from dough into a perfectly shaped loaf of bread so you're rising expanding and the crust is going to eventually be crispy and perfect if you start to notice yourself spinning, like your brain spinning in solving mode, it's because you're in the discomfort of the unknown and you just want that pain to be over because this oven is really hot. But you can't skip the baking process. Emotions are not rushable, so they must be processed by all of you, not just your computer of a brain. So in other words, your truth is not finished yet. It's not resolved. Like all of you hasn't figured it out yet. It's not going to be just your brain. It's not going to be just based on information. Your emotional being is processing still. So you just need to take a step back. So soothe your physical self. Remind yourself it's not baked yet. And if you're still struggling, maybe you think you've reached a conclusion, but it's foggy. Or you think you know what you want, but you can't tell. Just try, if you want to write this down, this is another way to just remember it for yourself. You can't think 
you can only know. When you know something, it's clear and it's resolute, and you feel it in your gut, like in the pit of your belly. It's undeniable and it's heavy. So if you're struggling with hearing your own voice and you don't know where it's coming from, just try sensing what part of your body it's coming from. If you feel it in your belly and like it almost has like this heavy weight to like makes you want to bend over, that's the truth. If it's coming from your head and your head's still trying to figure it out or define it or polish it off, that ain't it. So if you're still trying to decide, you, you need time. It's probably your brain just wanting to solve it for you to get you out of the pain. Um, but the truth doesn't need encouragement. It just needs soothing and strengthening and support so that you can accept it bravely. So if, if you're not ready, you're not ready. But it helps just to have really supportive people outside of the situation who love you and can support you just to give you reinforcements so that you are capable of accepting a truth. Um, and just having tethers to the outside, it's just so essential. Um, and even just understanding that you are in a state of ambivalence and you're still processing just has a powerful effect on relieving the ambivalence. Just to remember, like, oh, wait, I'm still not done processing. Like, I find myself whenever I'm, like, trying to solve something, I stop and say, I have to stay, take a step back because then I'll be able to know it. Like, the other recesses of the back of your brain need their time processing. Like, I'm distracting them by trying to think it through. Um... So that's the first one in this category of ambivalence. The second one is wise mind. And I've, I think I've talked about this one before, but it's a good one. And this is actually for spinning of all kinds. So I think when you're emotionally triggered, it's like you can't find anything to hold on to. Like you can't figure out when you're emotionally overwhelmed, you're just like, everything's terrible. What's going on? Like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my mind. Like everything is just you're raw and it's overwhelming. So this is a tool to help you get back to um, just a very calm and rational and also um, aware sense of your own feelings. So you have to do it on paper, but basically you draw two big, big circles, I think on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, two giant circles that overlap in the center. Uh, and so that they have enough, each one should be equal area, like the left side, the middle, and the right side. Over the right side, you're going to write emotional. And then on the left side, you're going to write rational. And in the center, you're going to write wise. So inside of the little area on the left side, you're going to write rational statements about your life. So things like, um, today is Sunday the 15th of February. I am 30 years old. Or uh, I am in my house in room with my bed in it or stuff like very concrete rational information on the right side you're going to write in your feelings the, the basically the overwhelming emotional stuff so things like I'm devastated or I'm afraid to be alone or I am so hurt by this person whatever it is um, and then I think those things will fill up pretty quickly probably the emotional side is going to fill up pretty quickly but like Try and go back and forth between the two of them. And after a while, you are going to be able to fill in the center. And that center is going to be the result of both of those sides. And it's basically your truth based on your feelings and also reality. And the process itself of filling in rational and emotional is just going to help you get more grounded and remember that you're okay. In the middle, 
it might take you a while and it might be confusing just to figure out what goes in that center, but they should be basically things about just your true feelings based on where you are right now. So things like, I have a good job, or I have friends who love me and support me, or this is one day in my life and I am a smart and capable person. I am taking care of myself. I know how to take care of myself. I have much life to live. I have strong goals. This is a tough time, but it will pass. You basically want to figure out or deduce your truths, your emotional truths, based on just the process itself. Um, and those are the tools. I hope you like them. So, in closing, uh, I just want to say you are in the worst of it right now. The fear you feel over the future or of the past that's lost or what may or may not be, you're already in it. So there's nothing to be afraid of. So most of the, feel, the feelings that you are suffering from is just the mourning. It's the mourning process you need to go through. So like that devastating, like, can this be really true? Does it have to be true? Like all the fighting, it's like you're just processing, you're mourning what has happened already. You're mourning this whole situation. So don't be afraid of what is to come. You're already in the worst of it and you're, you're moving through it. Whether you realize it or not, you're managing it and you are taking care of yourself and you're doing what you need to to be your best. You're already doing it. And soon all will be understood. So all the stuff you are fearing, don't worry about it because you're capable of this and more. And you'll have a lot more perspective just as time passes. If you feel like your life shouldn't have fallen apart and you're trying to reverse the effects, I just want to offer you this. The result you face now is not an accident. And it's not your fault, but it could not have been avoided. So whether you would have chosen it or not, it has opened up a window of potential with a very valuable gift to be learned. So just stay open to learning and just seeing new things about yourself just proceed humbly and know that that is the only right path for you and it's the one you've already chosen you're already walking and it's the profound approach to a lifetime that gives you its greatest wisdom you're going to soon have just a comfort with everything as it happens so the best part about this framework and this pursuit is it gives you your natural resting t state. And it's just something you don't know yet, but it's you. So the beginning of it, it'll be about maintenance and effort and training in the new habits, maintaining your balance, almost out of the fear of the pain. But once you live as that person for a while, just out of the constant effort, you realize it's who you are and you've always been. It's not a fad or phase, it's you. It's the real you who respects what you need to be that self and who only feels correct and normal when you are maintaining that state. So it's not a struggle or a fight anymore. It just becomes effortless because it's a part of you. It's synonymous with you. It's not I have to. It's I am. I do. I want. And there's just no more thinking it over. So the other awesome side effect of this practice is that you grow so capable of self-care and just so comfortable with that knowledge of that ability that you can just easily let go of all attachments to external things because you don't need anything but yourself. 
you know for a fact you are going to be okay. You can literally be at peace with all the stuff that floats into your mind and that used to pester you or worry you to fear its loss because it doesn't matter. You will always be okay. You've proven it to yourself. You've been through pain. You've helped yourself. And you know that you will be there for you no matter what. And it's that truth that allows you to accept automatically, at default, at all times, what is out of your control and also to embrace what is. So it's like you get choice without the struggle of fear and resistance. So just picture that. The rest of your life has lived without the ruse of being fixed to something. It's just so peaceful. So if you start to fear or fight, just remind yourself it doesn't matter. What will be will be, and I will be okay no matter what, because I have myself, and that's all I never I ever need to be okay. So with that, know that you will be okay and you are already on your way. Just come from the right place always. And that is self-love. Don't be afraid to let go of the people and the things that were in the future you planned. Because all is not lost. The happy moments you fear you will miss would have not existed as you pictured them. And the reality of your future will be very different. In fact, your happiness in your life will very likely increase. Why? Because there is new growth in you. And it has come to light. Your capacity and understanding has expanded. Just be ready to become the best self you ever were and go for it. Because the best is yet to come. So I hope this helps and I hope you enjoyed it. And Emily, hang in there. Uh, I send you my love and vibes of positivity. And don't forget to smile. Smile.